Welcome to the Thread Quarterly Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Dan Schrader. I am in the Beaverton Podcast Studios. I haven't moved. I mean, I've moved a lot in the last three months, but the podcast studio, it is here. Uh, same cannot be said for Mr. Colin Swith. S- Swith? Smith in the swamp. Uh, w- you know, I'm getting the rust off there, folks. Yep. Bear with me. Knock it off. You don't look like you're in a shed. That's correct. I've swiftly moved uh, from the shed uh, into the basement today uh set it back up in the basement i think i potted from this basement once or twice in the very early days of swamp scott swamp scott potting certainly pre-pandemic that's when i really did a number on the shed to make it auxiliary shed be but now it has been taken over uh you know due to our lack of potting by uh you know transportation devices for children wagons uh bike trailers things like that so there's no more room in the shed for me uh, and I'm happy to be back in the house. Honestly, it's uh, not so bad. So it's nice. Feels good. Back in the house. Back in the house. Beautiful. Thinking about getting uh, an electric cargo bike. Anybody? Ooh. I feel like this is a topic uh, for this this podcast. We we, uh, we have some very close friends that just just got a. All right, you live in a, Portland, so obviously, yeah, duh. All of all of They're, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all the rage. Uh, it's all the rage. I also have another friend from Chicago that has it, and yeah. they seem to love it. So. Mm. Uh, I've only heard great things. Five star reviews on on e bikes. Nasty, uh, would, uh, oh, yeah. n- nasty Nate, uh, I think former podcast listener. He had a rad bike. Yeah, doesn't have rest that, in peace. Doesn't must, have, I assume that he died if he's not here. If he's no longer listening, that's, if he's a not if a former listener, yeah. well, since we formerly had a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fair, fair. Uh, former podcast listener. Yeah. <laughs> He had a rad bike. He doesn't have that anymore. And then he bought electric. No E, just electric, electric bike. Electric. Like electric says, shave. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Same company. Same company. They're just yeah. diversifying. <laughs> People aren't shaving as much as they used to. What's a rad bike? <laughs> just a brand. Oh. But was it yeah. rad? <laughs> was it? Apparently not as rad as the electric because he says the electric is better. Mm, okay. Might have oh, to it's, put a, in a, it's a brand a of e-bikes? Yeah. yeah, is rad. Yeah, oh, follow along. Okay. Yeah, so, come on, listen, Portland. I'm uh, nice. bike. Bike culture is about as far away f- that I can understand. I don't understand bike culture. So yeah, mm. well, you say that but I, you probably have just it's like osmosis. You probably know a lot more about bikes. Also, I can see a bike in the background of your p- picture right now. So <laughs> that, fuck this out one, here. Uh, that one doesn't move. It doesn't yeah. move. Yeah. Uh, and do I you just think like, I get on that? I don't get on that. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just today I was trying to, I had to go to CVS, uh, and, uh, and Ross was going to come with me cause he was going to pick out, he didn't like the vitamins, uh, that his mother had bought him. And he was like, I want different vitamins. I said, all right, I'll take you to CVS. Let's go. And, uh, as we were getting in the car, I was like, Hey buddy, what if we had a bike where you could ride on the back? Wouldn't that be cool? Like go to blah, 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 go to CVS that way. And he goes, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe I won't get this. <laughs> No, that's a that's a positive response. That, yeah, that's pretty good. Ross, it's Ross and I are on the same on, positive. Yeah. Ross and I are on the same level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ross is definitely not bike culture either. So, 
So I mean, what we'll if see. what if we got a Peloton? I mean, that's that. Sure, uh, why not? Yeah, get that on the back of the bike. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, Ryan Palmer is in Portland. Yep, uh, as you can see with the Peloton in the back. Um, don't know anything about bikes, but here I am. Don't know much about soccer. I know a little bit about <laughs> podcasting, and I know that no I'm lot. on summer break. So let's get turned. No mm-hmm. summer break. You know a lot about ham. So that's all you need. <laughs> I, I put some ham in my daughter's eggs this morning. It was great. There you go. There you go. Nice. And Michael Samuelson is in Minneapolis. I, for, I honestly forgot that we talked about ham last podcast, and I don't think we, <laughs> it's all still frozen. It's all in the freezer still. Uh, so no no ham update. Oh, it's coming back to me. Now I remember the ham conversation. Yeah, me yeah. too. Honestly, I uh-huh. totally. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, as someone who's been podcasting in the basement for many years now, I can say it's it's really a superior place to podcast. So, Colin, welcome to the basement group. Oh, thanks, uh, man. I just I'm I'm so happy to be here. Uh, it's late. I should be sleeping, but there's really only one place I'd rather be other than sleeping right now, and it's in the basement. Podcasting. <laughs> That's it. It's a distant second, but. <laughs> uh, I feel like we got it. We should hit the big hits. It's not shoveling weather. So I have a yard work related thing. Mm. Mm. Uh, it, it was a special day in the Beaverton uh, household because it's a holiday. So my wife and I both had off of work, but daycare was not closed. Oh, so wow. we had a day, which is, I mean, hard to describe how special that is. <laughs> so your boy immediately went over to home depot and rented the lawn aerator all right shortest amount of time you can rent this thing four hours great plenty of time i've done it before i know it takes less than an hour to do your lawn my lawn's pretty small and these things move they're you know there's no waiting around on an aerator they get up and go (laughs) so i text all the neighbor guys and say hey Oh my god! Amazing! (laughs) We did the whole neighborhood, baby. Oh my god! (laughs) Absolutely excellent. Just all the dads just absolutely going wild. Just dad, just running. Yep, running that thing back and forth across the street. Lots of you know. Oh, where's the choke here? Oh, where's the kill switch? Yep, down there. Okay, and then how does this thing work? Oh man, a lot of small engine talk. It's great. Um. That actually reminds me, Dan. Um, I might need to borrow the power washer at some point. So you can have it back. I want it out of my shed. You can have it. This bringing it back to soccer. This reminds me that um, you know, as a kid, way when, too quick. When well, it kind of. He's about wait. He's of. just about to compare somebody to a two-stroke motor. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, back when when kids played on grass fields. And they would, you know, aerate the fields like, I don't know, I don't know when or why, but I don't know if it was the beginning of the year, end of the year, summer, winter, but whatever, they did it. And for like a really long time, like up until I was, I don't know, like 15, I thought it was poop and not (laughs) dirt. It's just like, whoa, who was on this field? There is poop (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) I don't even see this many geese. That's exactly right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh so that was my that's my that's my yard work Love and then i got story. the pole saw out and just went went ham on anything within 20 feet of reach man just, you had a day everything's coming down just i had a fa- day Father's love day how you worked ham into that 
Yeah, exactly. It was my uh, the Boxing Day of Father's Day for me. <laughs> I mean, special. My my daughter is starting daycare tomorrow, and on my list of things to do is yard work, and I'm dreading it. So, this again, bike culture and yard work culture, just not not in my my wheelhouse here. You just have too much to live for right now. What's, you have too much other stuff yeah. li- to live for. I got, that might be it, or I just have too much shit going on in my yard that I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Yeah. You just cleaned it up with your dad the other like three months ago, last time we podcast. I know, and we hardly <laughs> made a dent. Hardly made a dent. Uh, the problem with yard work, if you hate it, is that you do it and then you immediately need to keep doing it. And mm-hmm. that's why I just basically don't do it. It's a maintenance thing. Absolutely. It, it's terrible. It sucks. I, I don't enjoy it, and therefore I don't do it. Stay with me, Palmer. Be strong. I, uh, I, I got to do, do something. It's, it, it's, it's bad. It's bad. So I'm if daycare drop offs like eight a.m., I'll see you at eight twenty for the power washer. Mm, no, because it, it takes too long to get out to Beaverton that time. So I don't <laughs> know. Fair. I might just put it off. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a list. Maybe <laughs> that, that's what I'll do. Tomorrow just you just make a list. Make a list. That I need to do. Just make it pretty. Make sure each little spot has a checkbox next yeah. to it. Just an little, open box. That's that you, smart. Yeah. yeah, little hearts over the eyes. Yeah. I bet you could ask Chat GPT to just make a summer uh, <laughs> checklist for you. Wouldn't be the same though. <laughs> It'd probably be better. That my thing be. is really smart. Tomorrow's a list day. Then you've got to like go to different hardware stores, compare prices. Don't call them. Don't go online. Physically go to the store. That'll take <laughs> a few weeks. That also sounds terrible. Oh my god, my anxiety <laughs> is ratcheting. You could up. ride. You could ride your bike around <laughs> to the different stores. There you go. Oh, God. Uh, there we go. We're back, baby. We're back. Mike, we got some emails in the last quarter. Oh, man, we did. Uh, if they came earlier than like three days ago, though, don't expect me to find them. I've only got two emails up that I'm planning to read. If there are other ones I should read, you guys can just read them instead. Uh, the first one is from Keevan. <laughs> he says... Thoughts on endless games taking place in the morning during European season off season. Maybe not all of them, but one or two on a Saturday or Sunday. Would people attend? I know I'd watch with the rest of the U.S. Palmer. Wait, is this this is not a thing that's happening? This is a thing that it's an idea. It's a million dollar idea. from Okay, so and he's proposing that uh, soccer games happen at the same time that like normal premier league games go off is that what he's yep. saying yeah so you know so that's like 10 a.m uh sometimes even 7 30 a.m eastern yeah sure. well, is that I, something like that, that right wait that's a little early i, I don't mean, think the, people this, attend that the exact specifics can be worked out but like a morning mls game i mean i think uh, it, if there's like a know. hole in the Premier League calendar, you know what I mean? Like sometimes on a Sunday there'll be like only early games or like or, or sorry, there'll be like no twelve thirty or twelve uh East Coast game. So that would be a morning game for you guys. It'll be nine AM for you. But you could instead of there being a what we would call like the late Premier League game, there's no game. Right. And so you could put an MLS game in that slot, like flex them earlier and, and play. Yeah. Noon I, Eastern. But I mean, MLS already four. has some games, I think that are like noon Eastern. I think Keith is yeah. saying even earlier than that. 
I don't like that idea. Yeah, I don't. Th- this I don't think that this would draw more fans. Uh, in fact, I feel like it would likely draw less. Because, uh, like, how great is a day watching all soccer, like, in the morning and then going to a game in person on a primetime, like, 7 o'clock kickoff? Like, that's a great day. Watch a lot of soccer. That's absolutely go, great Go day. live. You know, like... No yard work. I, no, don't watch No soccer. yard work. Definitely wouldn't ride my bike to the game. <laughs> Uh, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, um, I don't think that this solves anything really. Dan, is there any merit to this idea whatsoever? Or is this just one of the worst emails we've ever received? It's pretty far down there, but I don't think the, uh, (laughs) sorry, keep it. No, but the, the thing that I agree with in general is that having all of the games unstaggered, like at the exact same time, as if it's the final week of the season or something like that is terrible it should not happen that way every week you you don't get a day full of soccer that way so i don't think it should be at 8 a.m or or noon eastern but there should be an early game and then the maybe a bunch of primetime games and then a late game like i should have three mls games available for me to watch Mm -hmm. maybe you know maybe it's not a bunch early and a bunch middle and a bunch late they get flexed one gets flexed early one gets flexed late like it's uh, Sunday night football or whatever, but uh, I I don't like that there's no staggering at all. That's that's, that's really what, messed up. When isn't NFL that what they isn't that what they tried to do with the the new schedule? Is that like all these kickoffs happening at the same time because they wanted it to be more like an NFL schedule? But it yeah, doesn't they want to be like more like appointment two... appointment viewing. Yeah, yeah. They want everyone to know exactly when to turn on their yeah. TV, yeah. which right. I get. But then you only get. Th- Every person gets to watch one game. That's it. Yeah. And there are not that many MLS fans. And if there are any that would be willing to watch two, I feel like you should accommodate that. Yeah. Yeah. When the NFL plays a game in, in like London, do they start at the normal like one o'clock Eastern time or do they start no. earlier? They start early. It's like a like a London primetime kickoff. Got it. So, so like maybe 7, MLS 7 p.m. MLS should also, in addition to showing the games earlier, like no club soccer going on in Europe in the summer. Cater cater to the about, European crowd. They love club I soccer. Love they hate international soccer. Boom. Give them MLS. I love this. Maybe Tottenham Hotspur Stadium will host them. I, yeah, <laughs> they'll definitely sell that out for sure. White Hart Lane, I guess, is what, what they call that place. What if um, What if with Messi joining the league, spoiler alert, uh, they just he never played in the U.S. He just only played in different stadiums in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> To really take it for putting the Inter in Inter Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Good. Love it. Um, all right, Keith. I mean, no bad ideas in brainstorming, but I no. don't think you've you've found any fans here. You're gonna have to take this one to Don Garber. Great effort. He'll sign up. Uh, good luck with that. Next email is from Sean. He says all he wants for Father's Day is a new soccer thread podcast. I mean Boom. Here we are. You're welcome. Uh, he also says, big shouts to my firstborn son. If it wasn't for the Kaiser Permanente first-time baby class where I met Dan, the voice Schrader, back in 2017, I probably <laughs> wouldn't know about this podcast and the wonderful dad lads that, co- that come along with it. Um, uh, that's cute. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Sean. What a great a, email. A really lovely photo that was in both 
Dan and Palmer's baby photo albums of your guys' Father's Day celebration. And it looked, it looked lovely. It was great. It was great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Perfect Sunday, Father's Day afternoon. I just like great. to say, uh, I'd also like to make a shout out to that Kaiser Permanente. Uh, I've been there. Yeah, I got a rabies shot there last year and uh, great hospital. Honestly, great hospital. Did they you didn't meet charge me. There? Uh, <laughs> can't say that I'm still in touch with the intake nurse. No. <laughs> yeah, Got to go again. Um, Sean also says we should sh- shoot for the stars. And then he says 400 episodes, which I mean, no one ever thought we'd get this far. So, you know, maybe. Maybe. Uh, and he has a nice little potential topics for us, which I think we're going to cover most, if not all of these. I should have just looked at this. I forgot that he included topics for us. Yeah. Oh, my God. So. He even made a run order yeah. for us. I think we'll it's amazing. It. I think we got it. Uh, so thank you, Sean. And thank you, Dan, for having such a beautiful voice. <laughs> yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I feel like there's one other email that we should just touch on, which is from... Uh, our friend Omar at nomadcasts.com <laughs> who yeah who wrote give it to me like two and a half months after our last episode came out yep and he said wanted to let, let you know I just left a five star review because thank you Calder 30th April 2023 was incredible not wrong I really appreciate not wrong I really appreciate the effort you put into creating the soccer thread podcast episode uh Sorry, what what effort was that again? Then? <laughs> uh, and then this is the key. You managed to talk about soccer and ham in a way that was both interesting and entertaining. Mm. Again, but not no authentic. No. It was not authentic, though. Chat GPT no. is so and good. And he's a fellow podcaster. That's, this isn't so just good. a random fan. He's uh. wondering if we've thought about repurposing our podcast content for socials. And I'll, I'll tell you, uh, my friend Omar, every day, every day I think about that. <laughs> we don't what have does that to even mean? it for socials. It's already, it's perfectly purpose for socials, I would argue. Smash like, everybody. Smash like. Aren't we on the socials? Whoa, Colin's repurposing Colin, something. Colin. <laughs> Sorry. I was just trying to see the baby monitor. I'm still trying to monitor these babies. Keep those babies monitored. I uh, feel like we're on the socials. What, if, what needs to be repurposed? Don't Wait, touch I, this podcast. It is when perfect. I read this, when I read this, I just thought about the definition of social that uh, you know existed in college. Uh, the like, drink, what? like like everyone drank yeah. at the same time. It's yeah. a social, yeah. Like it's, that's yeah. a yeah. This is like, have you repur- thought about repurposing the podcast for socials? I was like, <laughs> oh. no. <laughs> Actually, make it a drinking game. I love it. Yeah, Let's make this podcast a drinking game. At, yeah, at that's, the... that's how I took it. At the all-boys summer camp I went to growing up, socials were what we called dances with the all-girls camps. Oh, that's a very another way to definition of a social. To repurpose like. for a social, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine walking into a dance as like a 13-year-old in our podcast display? <laughs> Just some old guys talking about ham. That'll be a good time. And then this part of the podcast is playing where they're talking about you at the dance, listening to the podcast. That's too meta. It's way too meta. That's too meta. Oh, so good. That's emails. Soccerthread at gmail.com. It's still an active email yep. account. 
But it now instead of taking your emails and putting them in a run order, I just delete them. <laughs> got, I just straight there, up there wasn't an, an email from Raymond that was actually just a link to his shared notes folder. <laughs> so so Ray, Raymond's not even writing emails anymore. He's just sending sending links to his thoughts. I love it, which I appreciate. Yeah, just get rid of that middle that Gmail middleman. <laughs> Put us right in your notes. Uh, that's so good. Emails. All right. And then I feel like we should start with U.S. Men's National Team. It is the most recent, so this is not chronological, but it's, I think, the thing that uh, we're maybe most excited about in the soccer world this evening. The U.S. Men's National Team won the CONCACAF Nations League, which is a tournament. Uh, <laughs> I, it used to matter. Like, the winner of it got a berth into something, but I don't uh, know if it's still it? true. Isn't oh no, that's the gold cup. I was thinking, what's the what's the tournament that's before the world cup thing? The confederation, yes, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is that how it, yeah, no, that comes from I, gold cup? I thought, yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I answered so. I don't know question. if this tournament matters, but it's a tournament and we won it. Uh, the semifinal was on Wednesday, Thursday against Mexico. The United States won three nothing. Uh, Gio Reyna with two goals and Pepe with the third. Pulisic with two goals. Yeah, I'm sorry. Pulisic yeah. with two goals. Uh, Gio assisting Pepe. Nope. Dest Dest assisted. Oh my God, guys. Gio definitely even watch the play. Omar, Omar, it's the effort that you can tell we put into the podcast. <laughs> More ham. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Pulisic with two goals. Dest assist Pepe uh, for the third. Trey Sacero. Uh Colin, did you get to watch this one? Uh, I did not get to watch this one. Uh, did but you get I, to see highlights? Yeah, Do you have yeah, 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 reactions? Yeah, yeah. I watched. Okay, okay. I watched uh, I didn't, what I'm saying is I didn't get to watch it live. I've watched many bits of it. Uh, you know, I've watched more than, of it than I haven't watched, probably. Uh, and, I mean, I was very impressed. Uh, very impressed with quite a few players. Uh Impressed, I think, also with, I mean, obviously, we will talk about how chippy the game got, but, like, uh, I'm, I was impressed that we brought an A squad. They looked like an A squad. They played the A squad, set out the first choice 11. Yeah. Like I, that was nice. And they and they looked like, they didn't look like a bunch of guys who uh, were just coming off club seasons and were kind of mailing it in, and this tournament didn't mean anything, and last time together, there, it was the World Cup, and that did, and whatever, you know, like anything that it, it felt like, you know, whether the crowd or, well, the crowd actually in this one did seem to give a shit, but because it was USA Mexico, but um, whether we gave a shit, which I feel like we didn't in the run up, I just mean like the four of us here, like we weren't mm-hmm. uh, popping off predictions on, on our text thread or whatever. But uh, I feel like in that room, they were motivated. So, I was very impressed by that. Honestly, I feel like that was that's the story of this one to me is that they kind of picked up right where they left off, and I don't think you can take that for granted. Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like uh, we've been waiting for like the golden generation to just come out here and be golden, and uh, those last couple of games given us a lot to be hopeful for, which we know is a very dangerous place to be. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Palmer. I, this got chippy. 
Did you like uh, that, or were you upset with? Um, let's keep the chant separate because oh yeah. I think we can all. That's like obviously terrible, but just the the fire within the game itself. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I think what you saw was two programs that are very clearly heading in opposite directions. And uh, Mike mentioned the you know the golden generation and how long we've been waiting for the golden generation to to kind of come to fruition. <clears throat> and granted, right, like if we think about uh, the World Cup and the performance in the World Cup and where the U.S. were um, in terms of like fielding the youngest team in the World Cup or maybe one of the youngest teams in the World Cup. Um, and then to put in this performance against Mexico again, where it feels like it's been so long uh, since Mexico really has given us a game. Um, and, you know, I, I can remember talking on this pod, like, when will we be, you know, at Mexico's level? Like, what is, what is the level? Like, where, you know, where is the U.S. and Mexico in terms of development? Da, 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 da. Um, and I think that we've, we've moved beyond that. And uh, I think <clears throat> what you saw in terms of the chippiness was Mexico has, has kind of lost. Uh, they're, they're currently in a lost generation and we're in our, our, our golden generation. Mm. Um, the chippiness, though, was just, it was, uh, it was like at the, the uh, Wes kissing the, the badge thing, like, okay, that was, you know, kind of a quote-unquote, you can call it an iconic moment. Um, that's Wes, Wes going to do what Wes is going to do kind of thing, which was stir the pot, and I loved that. That was great. Um, but the other shit was annoying to me. Like, I, I don't know, you're going to get on here and talk about, oh, the passion, this, and it was, it just sucked. Like it, it wasn't enjoyable for me to watch the end of that, you know, the last 20 minutes of that game. Um, and I was very pleased to see that, you know, that we could go and, and, and beat Canada and, and have none of those red cards, you know, cause Cost any us, sort yeah. of like uh, repercussions. But you would hope that uh, we're able to kind of keep our head in bigger games um, and not lose guys in a future tournament because mm-hmm. of stupid shit. So, I mean, right. I, that was, all right, go ahead. Go, go ahead, call. So I think there's two, two things that I want to react to. You're so right about one, the first point of, uh, Hey, we always used to be like, uh, maybe we'll beat Mexico, but they're always the dominant team, even in the U S like, okay, maybe they're going to have more fans or whatever. And we got to go play in Columbus and blah, blah, blah but they're always the team with the most of the ball and kind of who dictates the game, and we still win sometimes. We'll win if it's a rock fight. That's how we're going to win that game. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's totally flipped and Mm -hmm. just kind of happened, and now we're kind of taking it for granted already. But that's pretty cool. Like someone has to 
get the credit for that, whether that's just you're just going to say, oh, the talent got better and this generation is more talented, which is, I think, true. But also, you know, there are guys who have been employed by U.S. soccer who we've, you know, we basically shitted on everybody who's been, you know, in a leadership role in U.S. soccer over the past 10 years. And at some point, those guys helped that happen. Um, so some little amounts of credit to each of them. Uh, but yeah, as a fan, I think that's awesome. Super excited, super happy about that. And then I would say the other thing I was thinking about with what you just said is, uh, I think USA Mexico is always going to be chippy. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there that's, that's, I don't think that's necessarily like a thing we are going to grow out of because, you know, there's other big, uh, rivalries around the world that are always chippy. Uh, but the change is that we actually have like depth and now we're getting experience in depth as well where we can lose guys like Weston McKenney and who steps in for him, Brendan Aronson, who is not a nobody who's not playing, you know, in the second Portuguese division or, you know, in a MLS up and coming guy anymore. Like, right. They're like established European players who step in, in a big central midfield role yeah. and you don't yeah. lose a lot. Right. That's a huge difference from five, ten years ago. Yeah. The, the only thing I was going to say about the chippiness is like I'm, I'm not mad at at Wes um, like uh, Cesar Montes, who just totally kicked out at Who was it? Was it Balogun? Balogun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like just a complete cheap shot. You, you got to protect your player there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he honestly, you know, his jersey got ripped off that he shouldn't have gotten a red card. Uh, I'm, I am a little mad at, at Dest, who I feel like yes. just got provoked into a red card with five minutes left. You're up three nothing. You just that's one where it's like, yeah, they're gonna do some cheap shit. Uh, just you, you just gotta scoreboard walk away. them at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I 100% agree with you, Mike. Like, that's that's why like the West thing is like that's fine. That was uncalled just, for. The Dest that's that's the thing where it's like you would like to see this team mature and not not do that shit because that could be something that affects them in a world cup semifinal or something right like mm-hmm. i would love you want dust on the field and that's that's a big loss um uh, and it's a stupid mistake but you know maybe it's because they've been without a manager for so long who knows palmer how old is dust i have no idea 27 Oh, he's got to be 22 years old. Yeah. What? Holy shit. He feels like he's been around forever. It does. He's been at Barcelona and Milan. Like, I see what you're saying, but this is a 22-year-old. He's yeah. a college senior. Yeah. He's a child. He's a That's child. Fair. Like, That's fair. Uh, yeah. I don't really know what young means anymore. So, <laughs> if you if you could ask me to be 27 again, I'd be like, yeah, in a second. That's so young. My God. That's really That's, old. Yeah. I had two unruptured Achilles at 27. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. Both of them. Uh, so in the last six against Mexico, we are we have not lost. It's uh, one, two, three, four wins and two draws, including wins in the Gold Cup and uh, this Nations League twice. Gold Cup coming up uh, starting this weekend, I think. Yep. Uh, again. But this was just semifinal of this game. Right, but also some of those needed heroics, right? Like the Ethan Horvath, like penalty save, yep, and, yeah, that's and like true. Penalty kicks and things like that. This, to me, this win was, I don't know, 
It was Classic dominant. Art. It was dominant. I, yeah. It was yeah, like Mexico that. was never in the game. Yeah. The US yeah. were always on the ball. They were constantly pressing. Um they it I mean, was they, it, you, this game you got could, the Mexico coach fired. Yeah. It did. Uh you could just tell that like there was a, a shifting of of you know yeah of culture and a shifting of generations in the, yeah. in this game i mean Pe- pepe after the game i think someone asked him a reporter asked him you know like what was the difference and he was just like we just have more class and we just went out there <laughs> and we showed that we're better than so good and it's yeah i mean in some ways it's like that simple and yeah, I mean, we'll and see. And it's never been that simple. It's there, ne- there's, there's yeah. never been and, Landon Donovan a- answering that question that way. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I don't think it's going to stay that way forever. Like, maybe, you know, obviously the U.S. is, is going to be better than we were 20 years ago. Um, but I think this is a pretty down time for Mexico. And, yeah. I mean, they, we're, we're not going to beat them 3 nothing from now to the end of time. Oh, somewhere, Bur- somewhere, Burhalter is saying, "Hold my beer." The the um, <laughs> the, the the best like gif or cutaway from this was that kind of sums up like the generational shift. Is uh, after Pepe oh, yeah. scored, they cut to a kid in the crowd, and he had a Mexico bandana <clears throat> on, and he had, it was wearing a USA shirt, and he ripped the bandana off and started kissing the um, the badge of the of the USA shirt. So good. So great, Uh, and you know, there's your shift. So maybe, maybe the U.S. will start selling out, and um, we'll have more fans in in stadiums against Mexico. Possibly, Uh, you know, possibly, maybe. People love a winner. Yes, they do. I think the other note in this game, and maybe it makes more sense to talk about this guy uh, from the Canada, the final, but. Uh, Balogun is, is part of the U.S. setup. This is a FIFA. This is like a real thing. So he's cap tied. It's for real. Uh, this is a striker who plays at oh, Ren. Uh, Lille? Ren. No. Rem? Yes, thank you. Reem. R-E-I-M-S. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very high, highly thought of in the French League. Uh, dual national, et cetera, et cetera. He, before the game, I think, did say like, you know, th- it's just a game. You just go out on the field and you see who the better team is. I wonder if he felt like it. W- that was the same thing after <laughs> the absolute shit show of a game. Uh, that one, it's never just a game. Yeah, after he got but. kicked in the back of the yeah. mm-hmm. leg yeah. for that red card. Yeah, I think he got different. But yeah, obviously, I mean, that's a, a pretty big story here, right? Like that he's a dual national. Well, he's, he's British, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, got him, and then once he commits, he instantly becomes the player, the American with the most uh, goals in a European top flight season. Uh, once he becomes American, all those those goals retroactively count. Um, <laughs> so, pretty cool, pretty exciting, and also in a position of need, right? We'll take and that he stat. was in the England setup. He played U17s, 18s, 20s, 21s. So, you know, not some random kid. Uh, I don't know how close he was to getting a call up for England, but um, I think he's he's on loan yeah. from Arsenal. Like, he, I mean, he's he's not like he's legit. Very exciting. A striker. We have a striker. Can you believe it? 
for now. Uh, all right. Anything else then from the Mexico game? I got nothing. Then we go on to the final. We get an early goal against Canada. This one, uh, maybe the same way, felt like we were just a class above. It never felt in doubt to me. Uh, early goal, Chris Richards in the 12th minute off a corner kick. And then uh, Balogun opens his account and gets one. 2-0 is the final. Um, that it was it nice to just get a good win against Canada, who's a good team. We know from World Cup qualifying that they have been outstanding. Didn't have a good World Cup, but uh, b- just nice to take care of business, I guess. I yeah. thought we were I definitely going to lose this one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like Canada, like you said, well-coached team that we've kind of struggled against in the past, even when we beat them. You know, we don't have our permanent coach. Uh, but, yeah, I just feel like, uh, you know, we haven't talked about the coach at all, but interim coach B.J. Callag- Callaghan, I think is his name. Callahan? Callahan? Callahan. Anyway, uh, I just I love his look. He just looks like – he always looks like he just stepped off the golf course, which I love. <laughs> um, he also looks like he would feel just as at home as, like, uh, any American sports coach, not just soccer. Yeah. It's a, yeah. a good wide frame. Um, but he, in my opinion, just – totally got the tactics right here and just put our guys in position to win even without, you know, Adams and Wes and Tim Ream and Dest and Dest. Mo- like, you know, four or five guys who easily could be in our best 11. And we just really played them off the pitch. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I thought it was great. It's the, it's, it's the Ted Lasso effect, his uh, hiring as the interim manager. They just found a football coach and said, hey, uh, <laughs> lead these guys for a couple games here. He is, he was the assistant or like part of the coaching setup under at least whatever the last guy's name was, but also Burhalter, right? Yeah. Like he's I've, in there. I mean, he worked uh, at Philadelphia Union, didn't he? Like, I, I feel like I've seen him. Was he, was he the, yeah, I mean, like he's the like a coach, but. I think there's there's a uh, an assistant coach bounce like the assistant coach can kind of be the fun guy or something at least I don't know like when the guy that's not the 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 CEO or the full manager gets to be CEO or full manager then he's like there's a bounce there yeah. and he capitalized on that he d- I agree he he seemed to have gotten the right guys in the right places uh, maybe that says something about uh, you know five percent better thirty percent worse like, I was. Just, I was just, just put I was, guys on the field. I was and just I mean, gonna get. I was gonna say this. Like we've. This is episode two hundred ninety nine, and maybe two hundred and fifty of the episodes are the Trapatoni quote. Trapatoni quote. This is <laughs> this is like the perfect discussion for. You know, is this team ten percent better, thirty percent worse, whatever? I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna let you finish. Uh, but if we talk about the Trapatoni quote, that's a social. Everybody drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on our socials. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> I like the um, if you just scroll U.S. men's national Twitter right now, they're they're like hire this man. He he set them up perfectly. He did anything better than Burhalter could ever do. So, I mean, this this just gives you kind of like what the internet is like like the internet is not a real place but yes the two great games uh 
BJ Callahan deserves credit for whatever he did, but I just like if we go back to the U.S. Men's National Team and the, and the quote that um, Pepe said is, we just we have a lot of class on the on the pitch and like two games where we just outclassed both opponents like and frankly like we should expect to outclass Canada right we should at least expect to play with Mexico now with with the talent that we have so yeah uh i mean credit where credit is due but bj callahan put geo reyna on the field for both great games which was great and geo got a a, a lovely assist Two. um for Balogun's goal oh yeah and he had the corner to to chris richards for uh so yeah i mean at least he played he played the players that needed to play uh so he set up the the correct 11 um and then in terms of like the subs that he made, like I don't know if they made any impact, but uh, I don't, you know, we can we can do the trap trapatoni quote uh, all right. day. I think much much like last time, I have two reactions to Palmer's rants. <laughs> Number one, and for this one, uh, tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm right. U.S. Men's National Team Twitter. Something that I've got off there was uh, the fact. My favorite thing about B.J. Callahan is that his name sounds like a bar. That's mm-hmm. just BJ Callahan's. Like we've yeah. all been there. Yeah. It's an Irish bar. It's fine. It's nothing special. It's a, it's a small. But, it's a small chain in like Kentucky. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My my we've, favorite my favorite one that Mike I think it was Mike that shared this. The uh, I just got my like second DUI <laughs> driving back from BJ Callahan's. But the Skittles <laughs> vodka is so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they serve at BJ Callahan's. That and like. Uh, I just like a lot of Miller lights in like plastic cups. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a college bar. It's a very yeah, college bar. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely like uh, a, a after midnight happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then oh, what was the second thing? Uh, oh, that I I think there's also a in this in the Canada game specifically, like the Mexico game almost impressed, definitely impressed me more, even though it's not the final. The Canada game, Canada is a very specific team in a way. Like, I think they're they're the opposite of us, right? They're not deep. They're not skilled all over the field. They have very specific guys who do very specific things very well. And um, they're a very good counterattacking team. But then if you score against them in the 12th minute, and then again in the whatever, 27th, well, you don't need to go chase that game. They can't break you down you're fine. You're set, right? They're, they're not going to do shit. We could have had more, honestly. Like, maybe that's not even our best performance a- after you assume a goal in the 12th minute, right? So, from that standpoint, it, it's not to discredit us for scoring a goal in the 12th minute. Absolutely, like, good on us. But if we hadn't scored in the first half, I think we could have a lot more trouble with that team. Should be noted that goal came off of a corner kick. Um, so the corner kick coach is, is paying off. Yeah, there you go. Set I pieces, mean, it's nice set to see. Matter. Yeah, set piece is something that we had no uh, success with last, I guess, last winter. Right? Yeah, the when, World Cup. when Christian Pulisic takes them. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we're the champions. Anything else from the Canada game? It also it was I agree with Colin's kind of initial point. Maybe it was really fun to see the A group 
uh, just out on the field, not a lot of drama about, you know, some weird rotation or somebody not starting or whatever. Uh, and they got it done. That was it was just really nice to see that overshadowing maybe in almost always some ways the whole tournament for from the u.s perspective though is the twitter leaks and then uh confirmation that uh the u.s men's national team is rehiring greg berhalter as the manager the contract through 2026 michael reactions to that bit of news okay so before we get to the reaction just one more thing from u.s men's national team twitter about that uh, yeah. Somebody, somebody <laughs> tweeted out uh, during the first half of the final, Gio Reyna playing like a guy who needs to impress someone whose parents blackmailed them or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> just one of the best. I mean, the internet is just so poisonous, but every once in a while, they really, they they the so internet good. really do do get it right. Um, all right, Burhalter coming back. Um, I mean, I, I don't think we're really surprised at this point. It kind of it kind of seemed like things were moving in this direction, but still disappointed, one, uh, that it took so long and, you know, spent all this time and brought in a new GM and blah, 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 and then we just got to the same guy. Um, it'd be less disappointing if, you know, I really thought he was a, an incredible coach. There's been all these players who've come out and said basically like we want Berhalter back and that's that's nice you know speaks to the cohesiveness but like you know I don't just want a manager because the players want him uh, that could mean he's the right guy but it it doesn't have to um, you know I want I want the guy who I think can lead us to the highest finish at the World Cup and at next year's Copa America and I just feel like Berhalter's a guy with a pretty clear ceiling. Um, and you know he'll, you know maybe the the floor is higher because uh, he's got good cohesion or whatever. But I you know I just don't don't think he's gonna do particularly uh, he you know whatever Trapattoni, uh, he, he's not gonna make us particularly better. Um, and I'll say just like from a personal perspective, like I'm now in a position where I both am rooting against Burhalter but rooting for the team, which doesn't make any sense, and I don't know how to square <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> that seems like a you problem. It is a you yeah. problem. I, guess, I mean, well, I guess we need Berhalter to do so well that he gets offered like the Real Madrid job before the World Cup, and then he <laughs> leaves, and then I don't have to root against him. Well, okay, so you brought up two points that I want to address. First, the the players saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm in support of Berhalter coming back, or... Uh, I think Pepe was asked about it and he was like, this is a surprise, like whatever, you know, the past is the past. We bury the hatchet. Of course they are going to fucking say this. Of course they are. Well, I, why wouldn't I disagree? Why, why would, why would you, no, no, no. I think they could just give a very diplomatic answer of just, you know, that's not my, it's not my call. Like, I, I think that they genuinely mean that. I, I mean, yeah, Christian's answer as well was a little different. His was a little bit more like his earlier. was. Yeah, he was very much like on Berhalter's side. Like, give but him the job. Yeah. I you saw what happened with Gio. You want to go to the World Cup. Of course, you would say if they're going to hire Berhalter, I'm in support of that. If they hire BJ Callahan and his Skittles vodka, I'm in support of that. 
they want to go to the World Cup. So of course they would say that. I don't think reading into those comments is, you know, that like those comments are empty because they're going to say, I support the coach for whomever is coming in. I think Christian kind of but, stepped a little further out. But anyway, so uh, the the second thing was um, the, the, the question about Burhalter and uh, I think what we saw in like Mike saying like uh, Burhalter, you know, doing really, really well. Um, and then like also, you know, rooting against Burhalter, but rooting for the U.S. men's national team. And I think the issue, our main issue with Burhalter is that it feels like he overthinks every decision, everything, right? Like he's going to switch uh, uh, formations. He's going to do one formation in this game and then a formation in this game. And he, he coaches this team like it's a club team where you really just need to let them cook. And that's what we've seen with the interim coaches. And they've done really, really well, right? And so the fear is that Burhalter is going to come in and try to, uh, um, you know, mess with the team. And what uh, was it? Ranieri? Did Ranieri say like dilly dally or something? What did, what did he say? There's. I feel like he has a quote that has something to do with like, I don't know, but. Uh, my, I guess my point is, is like, uh, Burhalter is going to come in and try to like, I don't know, play 3D chess where we just need a guy that clearly just needs to set and put the best players on the pitch and let them, let them go, let them play. So, uh, dilly ding, dilly dong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, can you put that in context? Can we get the full quote? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get it. Hold up. Palmer, as usual, saying things much more eloquently than I ever could. Dilly ding, dilly dong. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm the, I think I'm the interim manager. Just keep it simple, stupid kind of piece. It's one thing to do it, uh, in a game here or there. It's a different thing to do it at a World Cup. Like those are tougher games, tougher opponents. Yeah, 100%. There's more there's more chess to the like you can't play your best lineup three games in a row in the group stage maybe, then you're tired, like whatever. How much do you need to rotate? Who do you need to rotate? Blah blah blah. So I think it's it's a it's a much harder job at the World Cup and we like dissect it to death there as well because it is the World Cup. But I also think, you know, you're not wrong. Greg Burhalter yeah, I mean, loves three D chess and there is you know, there's a but, a strong case to be made that Burhalter got absolutely outcoached by Louis Van Hall uh, against Holland. I in, mean, in the which, in the knockout stages, which coaches aren't going to be outcoached by Louis Van Hall? Exactly, well, and like, also I like mean, that's 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 one where we have less talent, like no doubt, right? So, right, you know, the you're asking so, Burhalter has to win that coaching battle; he can't draw it. Right. The flip side to. Palmer, you're saying all these guys want to go to the World Cup, so they want to be on Burhalter's good side if he comes back. I agree with that, but these guys also all want to win the World Cup, so mm -hmm. they they don't want a coach that's just going to get them to qualify. They all have aspirations of doing much larger things, and I th 
I don't know. Part of me believes that they actually believe in this guy. Now, if you ask Gio or Pepe or somebody, right? I mean, a lot of these quotes are coming from people that Berhalter liked and started and gave the keys to, right? right. So, of Christian. course, there's like yeah. con- confirmation bias, right? Uh, but it's not... I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I fall on the player quote thing because I can see it both ways, mm-hmm. right? The, the quote from Ranieri, uh, with four games left in the 15-16 season... He admits that Leicester were going after the title after they had uh, sealed Champions League group stage spot. So he says, now we go straight away to win the title. We are in the Champions League. Dilly ding, dilly dong. Come on. We are in the Champions League. It is fantastic. Terrific. Well done, everybody. Couldn't, couldn't say it yeah, better. Not sure how it... Yeah. That's, that's, that's not just, sure it's applicable, but... That is the, uh, the Italian uh, translation is just let them cook. We're going to let them cook. That's it. <laughs> let them cook. Uh, yeah, the the thing about Burhalter coming back to me that's wild is that they they seem to have done like they brought in a new GM or technical director, or sporting director, or whatever. They've taken all this time. They hired an external firm, and they ended up with the same guy. It seems very like well, they did all the things we'd want them to do, and they still ended up with Burhalter. So do. You, believe that it was all a sham or do you believe that like okay he comes out and he's one of the top five and like maybe actually the u.s job isn't as amazing as the rest of us want it to believe that it is and like actually this guy's the fit and that's like we we did it all and here we are well i don't know if i don't know if he's the fit like he's the best manager in the world for the u.s but you can believe that we tried to give the job to other guys. We put feelers out to other guys, and they said, uh, you know, that salary figure is not going to do it for me, mm-hmm. or I need different guarantees or something like that. I don't ever want to leave. I need parents. Yeah. I need parents <laughs> not to contact me. Exactly, right? Like, there's a lot of reasons not to take this job if you're an in-demand manager, right? So, uh, I don't know whether we who who are the guys that you guys wish we got like maybe obviously for me you know who i wish we got but yeah he probably didn't want the job uh jesse marsh like maybe he did maybe he didn't i don't think he said he was in it for this job and and they didn't contact him or he, I, don't, I haven't heard that um so i just i just think that there's no there's definitely no telling that greg berhalter was number one that whole time he could have been number 12 right i so then there are other factors right so what i mean by fit is like it has to go both ways and like yeah and it all shakes out and you start crossing guys off and you start whatever this and that like this is our level yeah, it's it's greg greg berhalter is our level yeah i mean i i mean i don't know honestly maybe it's because i don't watch soccer anymore and i hardly podcast and for me it's just like i don't really i'm i'm like what do this. you do you don't watch soccer you don't podcast you don't you're not on the peloton you're not doing yard work just <laughs> I don't know, like this is listen <laughs> i'm i'm so glad that we're podcasting because i finally have this to to look forward to uh but I, I i'm honestly i'm not like upset about this this hire i thought that we did okay at the world cup we had a very hard group we got out of the group. We ran into Holland that was 
that was very good. We got outcoached against Holland. Uh, like Dan said, like how many coaches are going to outcoach Louis Van Hall? Um, it's a very small number. Probably uh, the names that you could you could uh, come up with are not going to be names that we're going to be able to hire as a U.S. Men's National Team coach. Um, and I like I was all of this was fine. Uh, and I think if you go back to maybe three pods ago, I said that they're probably just going to hire Burhalter again with all of the, the drama that was with this. Like it, I couldn't see them giving this job away, uh, essentially kind of kowtowing to the parents of Geo to be like, get this guy out of here. Cause I just didn't see that. Like it didn't feel like he needed to lose the job. So telling a 19 year old kid that'll never play in the world cup, uh, is probably really stupid and he's one of our best players. Yeah, definitely regrettable. Um, but guess what? Let's give this guy an opportunity to fix his mistakes. Um, and then on top of that, I guess my other question is like, what now is, the level to be like okay this was a good hire we did the right thing so burhalter burhalter's burhalter was good uh like is it world cup or bust because that seems insane uh is it semifinals is it quarterfinals like what is it what is what's the level so i think it's Copa america (laughs) but not to win it, not to win it, but I don't think we should be talking about the World yeah. Cup in terms of success yet. We should define it on Copa so, America. So b- before we kind of get into this, I just want to point out that, like, international soccer is, you know, it's kind of a weird thing. And I think you can look at, like, Morocco in the last run, and, and you can go to, like, other tournaments where unfavored teams have good runs in tournaments. And, like, Morocco, they beat Spain, they beat Portugal, they beat Belgium. Their squad is definitely not as good on paper as those three teams. Their coach, nobody had heard of him before, and he just, you know, he did simple things. He, like, brought back, uh, what, who is it, Ziyech and, and one other player who had been ostracized. He's just like, all right, we're going to take our best players. We're going to put them in the best spots. And so if Berhalter does that, like, great. That's, that's all we want. Just keep it simple. Uh, and then, you know, we'll be at home for these two tournaments, and we've got good players. Yeah, they're not the best players in the world. But, like, just give us a fighting chance. Don't do weird, stupid shit that you think is going to outsmart people because you're just not that smart. So, like, yeah, we're, we're not going to get uh, Pep to come in and be our manager who's going to outcoach Louis Van Hall. But, like, we don't necessarily need to do that. You don't – Right. You, you just need to win one game at a time, basically. And, like, yeah. End rant. So – uh, Palmer, to your question, for me, success is semifinal at the Copa America. I think we need to be a top four k- team in that tournament with Brazil, Argentina. You know, there's going to be Mexico, Uruguay, whoever the other kind of like, you know, on the crest of their wave in in Bowl is. Uh, and I think we need to be clearly the best team out of CONCACAF and be in a semifinal. So we, we were in the semifinal of the 2016 Copa America. I was just, I was just so literally looking that up. So basically, Dan, you're saying despite all this new talent, we just need to get back to where we were eight years ago. 
that to me feel do you i mean we so lost if, the, if did you we say lose final, the argentina did we lose the yeah, argentina exactly. so if, if, if you argentina. say final then you're saying we have to be argentina or brazil i mean not have to who knows how the bracket shakes out whatever but like that's the expectation is I, then I, i'm is saying that, that in the u.s at home that is success right like it's a high bar but you gotta set the bar high uh and so uh, you know not to get all like Giannis on everyone and what is success and failure and can you have failure in sports but like to me if we get to the final of the Copa America doesn't matter how we get there maybe you know we just beat Venezuela and Peru and we get to the final uh and then we lose to Brazil like just just get to the final and I'll say definitely a success we don't get to the final then you know you can debate like okay is losing to Argentina or Brazil in the semis, two one is that okay? Or if we lose four nothing like we lost to Argentina in the semis last time, is that okay? Like, no, just get to the final. I mean, getting to the final, wanna, I'm not mad about that. Getting to the guess, final is definitely success. I I, I, was a, I I think there's also something to be said for, uh, being the best Concacaf team. Haven't we already proven that? I would like to stay that, like you prove know, prove it again, prove it again, prove it over you. You have to keep proving it, yeah, and being like, hey, we're still the best. Canada, I think, is still ascending, right? They can get better, uh, and so yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure they're in that Copa America, are they? Um, but like remaining the best con- Copa or Concacaf team through this run up to the World Cup, uh. We were that in 2016 in Copa America, but that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it's not a success to stay the best or whatever. So wait, is that um, is that the only definition of success then, for you, Colin? No, I think I think success is a multifaceted thing, right? Like, it, it's not just the results. Like these, all these things are too small sample size, right? Like, you could draw Argentina in the first knockout round and you know, they're better than we are and they score a wonder goal. There's a bad red card, whatever, right? Like, and then the, your whole tournament's blown and like, whatever, the Giannis thing, right? But, um, so I, I don't think you can you can define it that succinctly, especially if you're just like applying it to Greg Berhalter um, and saying like, oh yeah, it, whether he has a success or failure in this tournament defines whether he should go to the, be the manager for the World Cup, for instance, right? I think you have to take a more holistic approach or a holistic view on, on the progress and maybe who's fit, like who's who's injured and not injured for that tournament or whatever the case may be. Can I can I give you another um, another fact about the uh, twenty sixteen Copa America? Please. Uh, the birthplace of the Soccer Thread podcast. Absolutely no true. Baby. Yes, uh, another basement. The, the 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 cover photo of the Soccer Thread podcast is from uh, United States versus Paraguay, one zero. Clint Dempsey scored a goal in the twenty seventh minute at uh, at the link, and then we went and danced on tables all night. John Brooks, the greatest defensive was, play anyone has ever seen. Oh my yeah. god! I'll soon forget that. He's, he still plays soccer. That's crazy, huh? And we're still podcasting, <laughs> kind of. We, <laughs> he plays soccer more than we podcast. But yeah, yeah. 
Uh, there you go. Burhalter's back. Uh, surprising nobody. He is our level, and we need to win all tournaments that we're in to be a success. We are who we thought yep. we were. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, is there? We should move on, or or stop podcasting, or whatever. But like, part of me, <laughs> we should just stop podcasting. <laughs> just call it two ninety nine. Can't do it. Um, the geo thing concerns me though. Like the big, the big thing has to be how well he can deal with Geo Reyna within the team. Part of me wonders if this all suggests that really it was the Reyna parents and not the Reyna Geo. <laughs> that's the like maybe Geo doesn't have that big a deal, a bigger problem with Burhalter here. Like, well, I mean. He did like Burhalter did tell him that he wasn't gonna play in the World Cup. Like, yeah, and he, he was did, upset, and he didn't practice well, and right, like, and and I'm sure he ranted to his parents, and then sure. his parents went off and went nuts. Yeah, they like, went insane. Yeah, completely. Insane. It was like yeah. terrible, right? But like, I would my may, hope. is Geo actually like, mom, what are you doing? Yeah, mom, stop, mom, you're embarrassing me, right? Like. I, Maybe Geo. Maybe is, he was. Maybe this isn't as big a problem as we think. Yeah, I think maybe he wasn't, but in you know because he's nineteen or was nineteen, but like in retrospect, he's now able to look at the situation, think about the situation, hear from everyone else about it, and be like, "Yeah, my parents fucked that up." And I should not just blame the mom. This is not like some gender or, thing. Yeah. It's like yeah. parents, right? She, Claudio she, here also totally. I not. mean, it seems like yeah. the the rest of the team at least from the outside looking in, have welcomed him back, you know? Like, he started yeah. both games, you know, people were like... He's a leader? He, like, clearly... Yeah, pe looks people good, were, yeah. like, celebrating with him after goals and stuff, you know? There's no indication that he was ostracized. And so you have to imagine, if they've welcomed him back, then he'll figure it out with Berhalter. It's going to be fine, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I think that that's the other, like... uh whatever they used to figure out that Burhalter was our level, like chat GPT probably put out a question that was like, how are you going to deal with the, the, uh, the geo situation? <laughs> right. And like, you would hope that Burhalter with all of these guys, right? Like Pepe, who he, you know, snubbed, um, uh, Stefan, Zach Stefan, who he also maybe snubbed, probably not, but like, whatever, like there will be an opportunity for him to kind of mend whatever bridges. Uh, that's, just, that's just being a manager. Yeah. Like that's just exactly right. The case. Exactly. And so, but that's, that is the question is like, can Burhalter, you know, be a manager or a man manager in that sense. And every sense that we get from, from, you know, we talked about this in previous pods that like, it seems like the 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 locker room was positive, yeah. right? Like the guys like thought he was silly and stupid or whatever, but uh, <laughs> they they had a good community in the locker room. Yeah. He's, so he's he can at dummy. least yeah. like man manage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like a like a high school teacher or whatever. You know, like you they make fun of you behind your back, yeah. but you're also kind of like you know the jokes that they wear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also uh, love you. Yes. Uh, and I mean, I think that he has an ability to do that. And you would hope that he 
is the adult in the room and is able to to kind of you know water under the bridge he doesn't have to mend a relationship with the reinas he just has to mend the relationship with geo and that yeah, is his i think that's my point maybe yeah well said. exactly all right he's back uh what do you guys want to talk about manchester city treble winners champions league final pep finally We've, wins it We've potted Any enough. I got to eat dinner. I'm two beers enough. in. I got to eat dinner. U.S. Women's National Team World Cup coming up. We need to pod about the women. We will. We need to do some World yeah. Cup preview. Okay. In a robo. Uh, It'll just have to be after just, the World Cup uh, with our schedule. Uh, fair enough. Three months. <laughs> three months. Messi's coming to MLS. I feel like I just oh. need to say these things so that officially they're on the record. <laughs> I'm excited for I'm, Messi and MLS. I feel like I'm just glad I'm glad I'm a season ticket holder. Those tickets are going to go for uh, a lot. If if You're he continues, him? you don't want to go. You don't want to go watch him. No, I'll go. I'll for sure go. <laughs> sell one. Sell your wife's. Yeah, ticket. she doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> She'll want to go. She'll, She'll go and she'll be like, "Why him. isn't he doing anything?" She'll be like, poking him. Why aren't you doing anything? What if what if they get Aguero to come back and play on uh, Inter Miami as well? Then she'll be there. For sure, yeah. Those thighs. <laughs> those thighs. Uh, all right, that's it. We're done. It's the the best messy me. analysis anyone's gonna gonna hear <laughs> on the podcast. We're excited. <laughs> that's it. Totally synced up for socials. Short, sweet, <laughs> like a really bite-sized messy analysis. <laughs> All of it definitely under 140 characters. Put, so. put me in your ticky tack. <laughs> dilly ding, dilly dong, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Thanks Cliff. Cliff. Bye. Bye. Bam, bam, bam.